everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today I'm going to be sharing my response to Amazon Prime's new documentary called Shiny Happy People and how that connects to my book coming out on June 15th. So I didn't even know that Amazon Prime was doing this documentary series until a couple of weeks ago, and I found the timing just absolutely ironic. The Duggars have always been kind of a way for me to get noticed because I have talked about them before on my podcast and on my blog, and so anytime something happens with them, I tend to get hits. And so when I saw that this documentary was coming out two weeks before my book launched, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is crazy, crazy timing and something that only God knew. And you guys know the story about my book and how it just suddenly happened after 10 years of waiting and trying and all that good stuff. Suddenly it just happened. And here we are at this weird place where suddenly people are looking for information on my cults, on the Duggars, and here's my book talking about the religion that I experienced and how it's not really the real Jesus. So that's fun and exciting. I have been waiting with anticipation for this documentary for the last couple of weeks, just wondering what it would be like, if it would be something that I felt like I could connect with, or if it would be something that I felt was just sensationalized. And so I actually ended up watching the first episode on a bus on the way home from Mackinac Island on Thursday because my daughter had a field trip. And so I was sitting there on the bus and I was like, oh, wait, it's out already? This is weird. Okay. And so I watched the first episode. I knew that I wanted to probably watch it with my husband, but I kind of wanted to get a feel for it first before I decided that this is what we were going to do. And so we watched the last episode last night. We took two episodes a night over the last couple nights and finished it up. And it was harder than I expected to watch. Um, Episode two, I had to pause it a couple times. Um, I just found my heart racing and my breath coming in short little gasps. And I just needed a break to stop and think and pause and process and talk to my husband And the last two episodes, I would say the third one was probably a little bit challenging to see too. There was just scenes that popped up and things that I had forgotten about. And it's funny, I've been telling my story for 10 years now. And yet seeing some of this stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that part too. And it's weird how your brain tends to just ignore and hide the really yucky stuff so that you don't have to think about it and remember it anymore. And so there was definitely things I was like, oh yeah, yep, there was that too. And it was just, it was just interesting. It was really good. It was very, very good. Um, I'm glad that it's out there. I'm glad that Gothard looks like such a cult on this episode because the IBLP is a cult. I firmly believe that. And even more so after watching the documentary. So here's some thoughts. I remember the Duggars showing up on TV in 2004. And at that point, I was about two years out of the cult, still trying to figure out how to navigate real life. I was in college. I was trying to learn to be normal. And here they were on national television showing everybody their amazing family and pretending like this was all beautiful and perfect and shiny and happy. And I knew better because I'd spent 10 years living in this and next to families who look just like this. My family was unique. We were different. We only had three kids. My dad had a reversal and tried to have more kids, but it didn't work. So we had three kids. We had a normal minivan instead of a 12-passenger van or 15-passenger van. My dad was a public school teacher, and so he basically worked for the enemy. And the more I've gotten to know his story over the last few years, the more I realize he was this quiet rebel all along. 
And I think that he was a huge part of why we didn't get more sucked in and why I didn't get more sucked into the craziness than I did. But I remember them showing up on TV and I was so angry. I was just so angry. I didn't really have the words to describe why I was upset, but it was this, this, I know what's really going on. Like I knew why the kids were so quiet. The series talks about this and I knew why they were so well behaved and I knew what was really going on with these older girls having to take care of things in the house and the kids and all this kinds of stuff. Like I knew the background. And so when everything started coming out and their scandals and Josh's mess started being revealed, I was not surprised because I knew some dirty secrets of families that I knew and I had been in them. And so even though my family was kind of on the fringe and we were protected and my parents were um, healthy people for the most part and it was just a good situation. I mean, obviously we're all broken, so we're not perfect, but they did not have the same mental illnesses and the same um, just controlling tendencies and stuff like that that a lot of my friends' parents had. And my dad, like I said, was um, had one foot in the real world and one foot in crazy land. And so I was spared a lot of the junk that my friends went through. And yet watching this, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I was there. Like I witnessed that. I saw things like this. I was a part of this. I touched it. Even if it wasn't in my personal life, I didn't expect it to be so hard to watch. I felt emotions and my body felt things. My breath came in short gasps and my heart pounded and I had to take some breaks and just think and process. And I, at one point in time, found my hands just cupping my face, which if you know anything about the nervous system, like that's your vagus nerve going through. So I was kind of self-soothing myself and just trying to like just really process this in a healthy way that was okay for my body to take in. It's interesting the things that really got me. And I was, I was like, hmm, that's, that's really interesting. And I feel like there is probably more that I need to process and unpack. And I feel like I've processed and unpacked so much in the last 10 years, but just watching kind of my response to that and just recognizing some things that I had forgotten about, I was like, yeah, there's probably more that needs to be processed and unpacked. We were so fringe and I am so thankful for that. Like we were in a church that was filled with very, very loyal, indoctrinated families, and yet we were not that loyal and indoctrinated. My parents always told me, Bill Gothard is just a man, just a man, just a man, and we don't agree with everything he's saying, and that was huge for me. And so I don't feel like Gothard had as much brainwashing effect over me as my youth leader did, and he was the son of our senior pastor. He came back from IBLP headquarters to kind of lead the youth group, which we didn't believe in youth group, so it wasn't really a youth group, but it was like the student group or whatever. I think you were like 13 through marriage. So we had some people that were in there in their 20s and 30s because they weren't married yet. And he was intense. He was minorly terrifying. He was absolute. And I would say that most of my spiritual abuse came from him. And he was well, well indoctrinated in the cult. He was completely brainwashed. And so I look at him. He was 20-something. He was young. And I do feel sorry for him. And I do feel compassion for him. But at the same time, it's interesting to see like that's where most of the junk came from. And so it wasn't directly from Gothard. And my parents didn't know about a lot of it. But it was from the Institute. It was those ideas and that spiritual abuse and that controlling aspect of authority and all that kind of junk that came through to me in the church. So I would recommend um, watching this if you're at all curious about experiences like this. If you're all curious about IBLP or if you've experienced any kind of like if you went to the basic seminar at some point in time or your church was 
um, into it or something like that. But if you've been through spiritual abuse and you've been through abuse in this cult or a similar cult, I don't know that I would recommend it. Like it's intense and I would just tell you, be careful, take time, make sure you have something to take care of yourself. Like you have somebody you can talk to, um, listen to your body as you watch it. And if it's too much for you, it's okay to turn it off. Like it's, it's pretty intense. Guys, I finished feeling two things last night as the episode, the last episode came to a close. I felt such gratitude that Jesus found me, that he showed up in my bedroom when I was 15, or actually the Holy Spirit showed up in my bedroom when I was 15 and just became so real to me that I being able to get to know him and he gently showed me the truth. I'm grateful for my father for putting his foot down and saying no to a courtship possibility when I was 18. I'm grateful that I didn't get married into that junk and that mess that I was able to have my early 20s to get out and process. I'm grateful to God just for continually helping me to be strong in the things that I knew were true, even when everyone was telling me that I was wrong. And I also felt just proud of myself, like proud of my younger self. Like I did it. Like I held on to truth and I figured out how to navigate the real world. And I got a college degree and I just... I thought back to those years of being in college and trying to figure out how to be a normal person. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you did it. You did it. And it was just a funny feeling, like, just to see that and realize, you know what? Like, I did it. I was right. When everybody said I was wrong, I was right. Like, this was a cult. And he was wrong. Gothard was wrong. And the things he was teaching us weren't really God. And I don't know. So there's this weird sense of, like, just proud of my younger self deep gratitude for my family and for God and for Jesus, and also for my husband who married crazy little me who was fresh out of the cult and has helped me to just become the strong woman that I am and has never been intimidated by me and has just pushed me and helped me. And I just, yeah, so I just feel grateful. So here we are at the end of this podcast, and I just want to kind of talk about the crazy thing that is my book. And It's already been something that's started to grow even just in a few days since this documentary started coming out. And I've already gotten like orders from people that I don't know and messages from people that I don't know. And it's super fun just to kind of watch how God's doing that. But guys, the last few episodes of the series talked about how Gothard's ideas infiltrated Christianity. And I was like, I've been saying this for years. Like this is what I've been saying. And everyone tells me I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy because other people are seeing it too and how it's infiltrated politics. And I've said that, and how fundamentalist ideas are flooding the social media, like TikTok and YouTube, and people are able to just get their ideas out there, and they look so good on the surface. The shiny, happy people look great, and what you don't see is the abuse and the false ideas and the twisted scriptures and the fear and the control that is underneath it all. And guys, that's not Jesus. That is not Jesus. And so I'm here raising my voice and lifting my book that I just wrote because God put it all together and saying like, hey, let's be religious rebels. Let's find the real Jesus. Let's not go into these twos of extremes of each side, but let's find him in the awkward middle way. Let's find out who God really is and let's live in that beautiful relationship with him that he's provided for us. Let's be restored. Let's abandon our religion and our behaviors and our lists of things we have to accomplish to appease God. And let's live in the beauty of the relationship that he's given us because of Jesus Christ. 
So I'm excited to see what God does with all of this, with my book that's coming out, with the documentary, just with everything. Yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. As always, thanks for being here for me and with me for the last few years as I've done this podcast and newsletter and blog and all this kind of great stuff. I appreciate you guys immensely. And I hope that you have indeed been blessed by just the story of my journey with Jesus. And I don't feel like I can take a whole lot of the credit of that. Like he has just been so patiently pursuing me all these years and just being there for me when I needed him and revealing himself to me in beautiful ways. And I get to just share that with you guys. And that is just a blessing and an honor and a gift. And so thanks for listening. And as always, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love to have you join me over on my Substack at christylinwood.substack.com for newsletters, notes, and a community of people who are searching for the real God.